awesome, awesome time. But listen, the greatest part of today, and the great, well, I won't say the greatest celebration, but in my eyes, it is the greatest celebration of today. It's Mother's. Today is Mother's Day, right? That means that it's Mom's Day. And look, guys, most of you know my mother has gone on to be with the Lord. And I, I can't take her, I never had the chance to, to hold her hand and to just to, to, to tell her how much I loved her on that day when, when she went home to be with the Lord. And, and I always, I ask God all the time if I could just have one more minute. One more minute. Now, you know, I can't have that minute back and I'll see my mom in heaven. I know she's there. And uh, that's okay. But I want to encourage you, don't overlook your mom. If you have the opportunity, show your mom the affection she deserves. Show your mom that you love her, right? I mean, today is her day. And if you think about what all has been going on around us right now, I mean, with all of the pandemic, the chaos, confusion, and all of that is distracting so many people. So many people. And we lose sight of just the simple things that we that are around us that we can celebrate. And I'm going to tell you, we have so many things to celebrate. So many things. And we got to remind ourselves that God is still in control. Amen. He's still in control. God is still working things for our good, just like he said in his word. Praise God. That's worth being exciting. That's worth being happy. That's worth celebrating, right? Just because bad things happen doesn't mean God's not still on the scene. And we've got to remind ourselves of that. And we've got to remember to make a decision. Understand this, your happiness is always steered by your choices and your decisions. Because when you get up every day, you, you, you have a choice to make. Am I going to focus on the bad of the day? Or am I going to focus on the goodness of God, the, the, the good things that are happening in my life, the good things that he's done for me, praise God. And see, that starts your day on whether you're going to be happy or sad for that day. That doesn't mean you don't get up in the morning sometimes and things are just not going right. Maybe the coffee pot's not working, maybe the car won't crank, you're late for work, I don't know what it may be. But guys, you can always, always find the positive in every situation if you choose to. Right? You choose to. You got to choose that. All right? So we're celebrating everyone today. We're celebrating the, we're starting church back. We're celebrating our graduates. And of course, most importantly to me is we're celebrating mothers. Celebrating, it's your day. This is your day. Now, moms, I found a very interesting article. And I'm going to read this article to you. And I, I thought this was so funny. This was so funny. Because, and what this is, Well, let me ask you this, or let me just set it up like this. How many of you know when you take a fourth or fifth grade child and you ask them questions, they're just as honest? They don't don't know the term embarrassment. They don't know the things that they need to keep quiet and the things that they just don't need to tell other people. And so this article I found is where they went to fourth and fifth grade students and they asked them a series of questions about mom, about mom. And I thought this was so funny because it was so funny about how these children answer these questions. I'll never forget when I was going through Bible, Rama Bible College and and I was serving in the elementary in the classroom 
at one time, and this little young girl came up to me, and she said, Mr. Allen, she said, I have a question. I said, sure, how can I help you? And it was me and one of the other leaders standing there with her. And she said, my dad always goes through the house making noises. Let's just say bodily noises. And this poor little girl, she said, he thinks it's funny. And she said, <laughs> she said, I don't think it's funny. Is it always going to be that way? And I didn't know how to answer that question. <laughs> Praise God. I felt so sorry for that little girl. But listen, those little kids are honest. They just say it. They call it like they see it. All right? So I'm going to jump right in here, and I'm going to read these questions, and I'm going to read the kids' the, their actual responses. This is their response. This was not doctored up. So the first question they asked the kids, they said, Why did God make mothers? Now, Tommy answered, and he said, to help us get out when we're getting born. Smart boy, I guess. Amy says, God created mothers to clean the house. Mm, That one may be up for argument. But I love this. Brittany says, God created mothers because Dad can't do much. (laughs) So I don't know if some of these kids may not be getting Christmas presents if they find out they answered this way. All right, the next question, it says, how did God make mothers? How to, Billy says, he used dirt just like he did for us. But of course, the girls always answer a little bit more precious. Kim answers and says, God made mothers with magic and superpowers. Now, I'll amen that because my mother was pretty magical herself, right? All right. The next question. Why did God give your mother, give you your mother and not some other mom? Now, I'm going to give you two boys that answered this one. <laughs> The first young boy, Stephen, he says, he gave me my mom because we're related. There you go, he's smart. (laughs) The second one, James, and at least he's honest, I'll give him that. He answered and he says, God knew she likes me a lot more than other people's moms like me. So maybe he's a little bit of a bad kid, I don't know there. All right, so the next question was, what ingredients are mothers made of? And this is precious right here. Emily answered and she says, God makes mothers out of clouds, angel hair, and everything nice. And she says, oh, and one little dab of mean. <laughs> so I guess, my, I guess sometimes moms, are you mean at home? I don't know. Kids call it like they see it. All right, the next one. What kind of little girl was your mom? Grace says, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I can guess she was pretty bossy. <laughs> And then Owen says, they say she used to be nice, right? There goes that nice thing. You know, kids don't understand tough love, do they, right? (laughs) All right, now this one is so precious right here. Well, I won't say precious, but sad. It says, how did your mom meet your dad? And poor little Henry answered that one. He says, mom was working in a store and dad was shoplifting. (laughs) Oh my goodness, the stories that go on at Thanksgiving there, I can only imagine. All right, the next one, and this is funny. What did mom need to know about dad before she married him? Luke said, well, I guess she needed to know his name, his last name. All right, Mia says, she needs to know, is he a crook? (laughs) Now remember, these are fourth and fifth graders. Now, Mateo, he takes the cake with this one, he says, Mom needs to know, does he get drunk with beer? (laughs) Then then Chloe answers up, and she says, does he make at least $800 a year? 
Now leave it to the girl to go straight to the bank account. I mean, this little girl, she's learning at a young age, right? But now Matt takes the cake with this one. He says, Mom needs to know, did he say no to drugs and yes to chores? <laughs> Pretty good right there. All right, the next one. Why did your mom marry your dad? Well, Bella says, well, my dad makes the best spaghetti, and my mom eats a lot, all right? So she's probably getting a bag of coal for Christmas there. Now, Zoe comes in, and she says, well, my mom, my grandma says that mom didn't have her thinking cap on when she married dad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Always remember, guys, your children are watching everything that goes on at home. All right, what makes a real mother? Madison answered that, and she says, that means you have to be really bossy without looking bossy. (laughs) All my kids said amen to that. Just kidding. All right, next one. What's the difference between moms and dads? Jason says, well, moms work at work, and they work at home. Dads just got to work at work. Oh, that's kind of scary, dads. Now, Anna says... And this could probably be my Anna that probably answered this one. It says, dads are bigger and stronger, but moms have all the power because that's who you have to ask if you want to go sleep over at a friend's house. (laughs) And that's very true. Why is that? Why don't we always, I don't know, ask your mom, ask your mom, ask your mom. All right? (laughs) Next one. Is there anything perfect about your mom? Riley said, just her children. (laughs) All right, next one, it says, this is funny. He says, what would it take to make your mom perfect? Isaac says, on the inside, she's already perfect. Outside, I guess some kind of plastic surgery. <laughs> okay, he's definitely getting a bag of switches, I bet. All right, next one. If you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? Adam says, she has this weird thing about me keeping my room clean. I'd get rid of that. Then Colton says, I'd make mom smarter. That way she would know that it's my sister who did it and not me. (laughs) Listen, there's a lot more of those. I'm going to stop right there for the sake of time. It is really cute. And, you know, you you never really understand how your kids view you, view your family. And it's something to think about, guys. It's really something to think about. And it's so, so precious. Because they they just shoot straight. They tell it like it is. And I always say I'm going to write a book on the stories that kids tell us in kids' church because it is so, some of them are so, so funny. But now, that was questions about mom. And mom, we're here to celebrate you. This is your special day. This is your day to be treated. This is your day to have the dinner of your lunch of your choice. This is your day to have gifts. It's your day to be showered with, with love and all the specialty and niceties that we can shower you with, right? But you know, I want to remind everybody, being a mom... It's not the easiest job in the world. And I don't know this personally. I'm not a mom. But I know this because I personally, intentionally focus on the fabulous mother that God blessed me with to be married to, to the mother of my children. And that is Miss Michelle there. She is the best mom ever, ever, ever. And I watch her. And I see everything that she does. And she does a lot. Moms have to do every. They have to be so many places, do so many things. And I've learned that mothers are very gifted and very talented. And I'll tell you, the other night I was watching Michelle. She was sitting in her recliner watching TV. And I was amazed because she's sitting there with the recliner kicked back, 
The dog was at her feet. Michelle had her phone in this hand. She's stirring honey in her tea with this hand. She's petting the dog with this foot. And she's scratching her knee with this one. I lost her a few minutes ago. I was like, wow, that's impressive. How do you do that, you know? (laughs) But listen, moms are very impressive when you think about all they do. I mean, think about walking this earth with the title mother, right? And all you moms, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, that's a job that's hard to describe. It really is. When you think about everything you do, moms have to be the carpenter. Moms have to be the mechanic. Moms have to be the seamstress. Moms have to be the psychiatrist. Moms have to be the doctor. They have to have the magic kiss that heals everything, no matter what's broken, whether it's your heart, toe, scratches, stitches, whatever. Mom has to be there and be that. Not only that, she has to be able to pick colors. She has to be able to pick clothes. She has to be the ballet instructor. She has to be the bus driver. She has to be the soccer coach. She has to be all of these things. Moms have to be so amazing, and they are so amazing, right? But often they're overlooked. They're just expected to do what they're supposed to do or what they do. They're just expected. And listen, I want to encourage you guys with something. And I'm talking to the mothers here. And I want to encourage you in this. You are called to do what you're doing as a mother. You are called to be a mother. And it is a calling. This is as great as any calling that God can put on anybody's life. Because it is a precious, precious calling. And it is a very, very important calling. I mean, very, very important calling. Please embrace that calling. Please take hold of it and understand. And dads and children, see the value in your wives. See the value in your mothers and seize every opportunity to remind them just how much you love them, right? I mean, think about it. A woman is a woman by birth because God made them that way, all right? But a woman is a, becomes a wife by choice. She chooses whether she wants to be married or who she's going to be married to. But a mother is a mother because of a blessing from God. You are blessed by God to do what you are called to do. And I understand in all the craziness and everything, the struggles of life, sometimes you may feel like overwhelmed. I can't do this. When that happens, you've got to be quick to remind yourself, I'm called to do what I'm doing. I'm equipped to do what I'm doing. I am doing this not with my own strength, but greater is he that lives in me than lives in the world. Praise God. Mothers, you are called to do what you're doing. You are called. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Listen, children have to be trained to live a Christian life. And moms, this is where you come in. This is where, see, what you're doing is, as you're raising your children, what you're doing is you're speaking wisdom into their life. You're speaking counsel into their life. You're speaking love into their life. You're speaking guidance into their life. And you're speaking God into their life. And what you're doing is you're, you're, you're laying a spiritual foundation for them. This is why your calling is so important. Because listen, if you can get a spiritual foundation in a child, he will grow up in the ways of the Lord. And I know this from personal experience because I did not have that as a young child. I didn't accept Christ until I was 25 years old. Right? But when you get them young and you raise them up, it sticks. It sticks. The odds are they are they're going to be there throughout the rest of their life. And it starts with mothers. 
Now, look, I know some of your dads are saying, hey, what about us? We have a part to play and all that. Listen, today's not your day. All right, we'll talk about that on your day. This ain't your day. Come on, swallow some pride, get humble, and tell your wife you love her, and tell your mom you love her. Amen. But listen, that's where you come, that's where you come in, moms. That spiritual foundation. And guys, that's why I've learned to honor and respect mothers so much. I mean, it takes unbelievable dedication from a mother to do all that they do. And it takes that unbelievable dedication and a life filled with God to truly fulfill the call that's called a mother. And that's why I honor and I love and I respect each and every one of them. You are equipped. You are called to do what you're doing. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Mom, the race has been set before you. It's a race that you'll never see the end. You'll run it your entire life. And the race starts from the time your children are born. But you can run that race. You can speak into their life. Speak wisdom. Guide them. Lead them. Speak God into their life. Get that foundation into their life. And see them as they grow up and become teenagers and begin to take steps of faith on their own. And see them start taking a step toward God and making decisions that affect their life from a biblical standpoint because of mom because of mom because of mom and all of that happens as a mother when you keep Jesus first that's the key keep Jesus first you can run the race God has set for you simply by keeping Jesus first. you can walk in victory in everything in this life when it comes to your family, you can, walk in, you can walk in boldness to know that whatever challenge comes your way, you can overcome it. You have been called to do what you're doing. You have been called to lead, teach, and protect these children. You can run your race, and you can walk in victory over anything that can, this world can throw at you. So you've got to embrace that. You've got to hold on to it. You've got to hold it close. Hold it tight. Remind yourself ten times a day if you have to. Because listen, I've got seven kids. I know what this world can throw at you. I know what can come across your plate. The things that come out of their mouths and the questions they may ask. Sometimes you just want to throw in the towel and run. But listen, those are the times when it gets tough. You have to remind yourself who you are. Remind yourself, bless God, I'm called by God to be a mother. I am a minister to my family. I am the one that has the greater one living on the inside of me than the one living in the world. I can do this. I can overcome and I will over I will run the race God has set before me. Listen, being a mom is one of the hardest jobs ever. You know, I have have a serious compassion for a single mother today. It's a hard job. I understand it's a hard job. I don't know it it personally, but I understand it's very difficult. And it's often overlooked. It's just expected. Just expected. Right? But even though it is a hard job, it's one of the most rewarding jobs. 
right? And so you've got to learn to, to deal with the hard parts, but then focus on the rewarding parts. When those rewarding parts happen, when you see those children growing up into the ways of God, and you see them making decisions from a biblical standpoint, when you see them meet that mate, that perfect mate that God's got for them, that has a very high godly standard, and you get the warm fuzzies in your heart because you know that they're making godly decisions. They're going in the right direction. Come on, that's rewarding. Hold on to those rewarding times when they come in your life because, see, that's what's going to keep you through when the struggles come, when the hard times hit you. But you, most importantly, you always have to keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep Jesus first. And you know, you're gifted to do this. You're gifted to be a mother. We saw this with Mary. We saw this with Mary, Luke one twenty eight. When Gabriel came to Mary, all right, and Mary's about to be the mother to Jesus in 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 in, in, in in not a natural way. So you can imagine how, how, how confused she may have been, but once she was willing to accept it, and Gabriel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. Favored woman. King James Version says, You are endued with power. You're endued. What that means is you are blessed. You are, you grace. You have been given grace to do what you're called to do. And that set the precedent right there. Right there for every mother to come after that. You are walking in God's favor to do what it is that he's called you to do. You just have to embrace that. Remind yourself of that, right? You can run your race and know that you have been equipped. You have God's favor on the inside. God's favor. You should declare that every single day. I walk in God's favor. God's blessing. Speak it a hundred times a day if you need to over your life. And speak it out of faith in your heart. But know that you've been equipped. You've been equipped. You have God's favor. You have God's grace to do what you're doing. Nothing this world can can stop you from accomplishing that, right? You've got to know that God's favor is going to get you to the finish line, get you through running your race. You've got to hold on to that by faith. Hold on to it by faith. Don't ever allow yourself to fall to a place of discouragement when things get tough and things get crazy and things get hard because it's, it happens. It happens all the time, guys. You know what I'm talking about. It happens. But you can't let yourself fall. you got to remind yourself. You have His favor on the inside. You walk in His favor in your life to simply be a mother. Luke 137 says that for God, nothing is impossible. Paraphrasing there, but it, nothing's... It means... When you keep your eyes focused on Jesus and you understand your calling and understand that's part of your purpose, right? Your family is your purpose. And when you understand that and you keep your eyes focused on Jesus, no matter what happens, what happens in this life and in this time, you will overcome. You will overcome. You are walking in God's favor to do what you're doing to do what you're doing, to be a mother to your children, to be, it got, ladies, don't take that for granted. There's so many things that we face today, especially with teenagers. 
The things they come home from public school and they talk about what they're struggling with, sexualities and preferences and I want to be this, I want to be a tree, I want to be that, I identify with this, I identify with that. So many things are hitting our teens, our kids, and it's going to take a mother and a father with their eyes kept focused on God that can continue to speak wisdom and lead them and guide them through situations like that. Moms, you're called to do what you're doing. And moms also, you're not only called, but God has declared that you are to be honored. God knows the importance of what it is that you're doing. And you are to honor it. Be honored. He said it, Ephesians 6, 1, 2, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor. Moms, you are to be honored. You are to be honored. And today, I want to honor each and every one of you. Each and every one of you. And I want to especially encourage you, guys, especially children, seize every opportunity to honor mom. Don't ever take for granted mom. If, there's, if you're in your life and you've, you've got some bitterness and some brokenness in your relationship with your mom, There's a thing in the Bible called forgiveness. Forgiveness. One of the hardest things for people to learn to do. And I want to encourage you. If you have a a situation in your life and it's not all right, it's time to get it right. Forgiveness. See, unforgiveness will keep you out of so many of the blessings of God. See, you, you can't walk in unforgiveness. And you do not want to be in a relationship with your mom where you cannot forgive her. Forgive her. Get it right. Get it right. Seize every opportunity to tell her you love her. To shower her with gifts. And, and guys, let me just remind you of this. Moms need to hear it. Mom, I, I love the fact that all of the men, I call them men, my children, they're, they're grown up now, at our, in the Isbel Nation household, they don't go to bed without coming to hug mom And to tell mom, I love you. And those are very important things. Guys, this whole mindset of, well, she just knows I love her. No, she needs to hear you say you love her. She needs to know that you're sitting there ready to listen to her. her. Spend time with her. Show her you love her. Be there every step of the way with her. Guys, embrace every opportunity. Every opportunity, I'm pleading with you. Because there's going to be a time when mom moves on to be with the Lord. And you won't have that opportunity. You won't have that time. So don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. And I want to, I want to honor all the mothers. And I especially want to honor the mother, mother of my children. And that is Miss Michelle. She's the greatest mother of all. I cannot tell you the number of sacrifices. Now see, I, I intend... I intentionally chose in my life to, to pour all I could into her and to focus on her and to, to learn about her situations and to learn how she has to do what she has to do. Number one, because I love her. But number one, another, number two, is I don't want to take her for granted. I don't want to take the blessing from God for granted. And so I intentionally spent our life together doing my part and then focusing on her and I see all that she's done. Our children are, are, are who they are today because of mom. 
And I want to honor her, and I want to say thank you for that. But I also want to thank her mother, sitting right there. She had a great example. She had a fantastic mother right there that started at a young age and got that spiritual foundation in there, that spiritual foundation that stuck. It stuck. And then as she grew up, she carried it on. I want to encourage you guys. Don't ever take mom for granted. Don't take the time to tell her how much you love her. She's working and doing a hard job. A hard job, a very difficult job. And even though she's so talented, she doesn't need to do all that she's doing. Take that time and remember, don't overlook mom. Amen. Glory to God. I mean, think about this. Think about this. And this is so so funny, but so true. None of us would be here without mom. It's that simple. None of us would be here without mom. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this day. As always, I start every prayer out thanking you and praising you for all that you've done in my life, in everyone's life, in this church's life. Everything that you're doing, I want to just thank you. I just want you to understand and uh, that I thank you. I praise you. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for everyone that's here. I thank you for each and every mother. And Father, I pray that you rekindle a fire in each and every mother. That every mother that may have been struggling with the problems of this world, struggling with problems in their life, just encourage her to remind her in her heart that she's been called and not just called. When you call someone, you guide them and where you guide them, you will provide for them. And just stir that fire in their heart to where that they understand that they're called and not just called, they're equipped to do what it is that you're asking them to do, Father. Stir that up. And Father, I pray that each mother here has the best day of their life. Their best day. And Father, I speak over broken relationships. And I call those things void. I call those relationships right. I call the forgiveness to fall on each and every situation as it needs to fall. And that true love and your joy will come on those situations. I call all of that in. And Father, we honor each and every mother here. And Father, we praise you for everything that you're doing in our lives, everything that you're doing in this church's life, and everything that you're going to do in the future, Father. And we just simply give you all the praise and honor in Jesus' name.